Greetings, film fans, and welcome to episode 22 of The Big Review Ski, the film show from Joe and Heard that has been buried in the ground for millions of years. But now, thanks to the wonders of modern DNA science and John Hammond's morally dubious money, has been brought back to life to wreak havoc upon the world. Because as Dr. Ian Malcolm would kind of say, shite uh, finds a way. I'm your host, Owen Hardy, and I'm delighted to be joined by The Big of Yuski's very own answer to Dr. Alan Grant and Dr. Ellie Sattler. It's Rory Cashin and Paul Murr. Which one are we? I know which one I am. <laughs> which which, one, which are? one do you want to take? I know which one I am. Oh, yeah? <laughs> which one are you, Rory? <laughs> I know which one I am. Paul, which one do you think Rory is? I'm going to say Ellie Sattler. Yeah. yeah. Is that what yeah. it was? Oh, perfect. Or okay. Dern. I have to say... Or Dern all the way. I'm delighted to see you're alive, Owen, anyway. You've made it through. Uh, a full <laughs> oh, recovery. No, no, definitely <laughs> feeling much better than last week and the previous week. But thanks for caring, guys. Oh, no, 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 don't confuse this with caring. Okay. It's just, it's just I don't want to die from whatever you had. Pretty much. Uh, if you'd like to get in the touch with the completely... Uh, in the touch? Into touch. Into touch. <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch with the completely uncaring people here at The Big Review Ski, you can tweet us on Twitter at Big Review Ski. You can WhatsApp us on 00353. 874-00-1103-0707-0870-1103 or you can call around our Wait, houses to say hello. <laughs> Are you just, <laughs> this just phone number? Here are more numbers because no one texts us longer and longer. Oh, number. Like what country is that? <laughs> <laughs> or you can call around to our houses to say hello in person. We'll put our addresses up online. No. No. no I, don't, I don't think that's a good idea. I'll put Rory and Paul's addresses up online. We live together. Do you? It's, it helps. Yeah. Dr. Alan Grant yeah, and Dr. Ellie Sattler it's together. Like, it's like last. a stepbrothers deal. We got the bunks, you know, we got loads of room for activities going on. And yep. the drum kit. Uh, we've got an especially super show coming up this week, as we'll be joined by the director and star of Super Troopers 2, Jay Chandrasekhar. Nailed it. Plus, we've got a full review of the brand new horror Hereditary. Uh, some tasty high clues and a brilliant prize to give away. We want to give you and your film loving friends the chance to win tickets to come along to the Big Review Ski Big Film Quiz. It's our second one ever. Uh, it's taking place in Cineworld uh, in Dublin on Tuesday, the 19th of June. It's all to mark the release of Warner Brothers' uh, brand new film, Oceans 8. And there'll be more details uh, about that coming up later on the show. Sandra Bullock's going to be at the quiz. Ooh, That's cool. It's a lie. She she won't be there. Um, now, though, um, it's time for the big question on the Big Review Ski. Uh, last week, we wanted to know, who is your favourite movie couple? Uh, we had a bit of a, an eclectic mix. Ron Burgundy and Veronica Corningstone were yep. in there. Uh, Frank Drebin and Jane Spencer. Both comedy couples yeah, you're showing, Paul, uh, making a mockery totally of romance. Yeah, romance. But we don't yeah. believe in love or have feelings. So. This is yeah. true. Yeah. And Roy went for the pottery-obsessed uh, Sam and Molly from Ghost with a little bit of Whoopi Goldberg thrown in for good measure. They do like a nice vase. Yes, they <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, for this week's big question on the Big Rooski, though, it's over to Paul. I love big questions, Mur. I don't really know how to follow that, but I'll go anyway. With the big okay. questions, power through. With uh, Hereditary coming out this week, and uh, we're going to get Rory's review on that a bit later on. It's earning amazing reviews and fully deserved from what I've heard. I would like to know, is there a particular moment or a scene in a horror film that really stayed with you the most? What's your favourite moment or scene from a horror film? And just, that's sorry. a really good question, yeah. Yeah, and just to clarify, it's one. We're picking it's one again. One. It's always one. It's, it's, it's one. I just struggle one. with that oh, concept. You're clarifying that for yourself. Everyone else has got this. Just one. Always. Scribble right, out yeah, a few. Just always. 20, 20 episodes in now. Scribble. 
Scribble. Okay, well, Roy, what did you go for? Uh, when I seen this movie uh, for the very first time in the cinema and this scene happened, it completely pinned me to <gasps> the uh, to the cinema seat and I was <laughs> so um, scared that I actually found it difficult to get up and leave the screen. Oh, and holy. Yeah. Uh, every time I... I'm going to take my headphones off when uh, when sound when plays it because it actually I get full on creeped out every time I. Uh, it's a swimming pool scene in Showgirls, isn't it? I mean, that's not how sex works. I didn't say, <laughs> I didn't say or swimming artistic scene. I said horror scene. That's 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 art. That's so, are you actually scared to listen to your own clip again? Yeah, because I sent I sent the clip to Sound Guy. Hi, Sound Guy. Uh, lovely, Hi, lovely Sound Guy. Okay. Um, not that side. And. Uh, I found it difficult to be like this bit to this bit I'm going outside now while you record it because uh, yeah it does it, it upsets me okay do you think will we recognise are you going to tell us or are we just you listening to it you should recognise it almost immediately okay. but let's see okay. sound guy So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I remember seeing this film uh, in the cinema and being exactly as you described it, completely terrified, couldn't move. And the ending, uh, it's the Blair Witch Project. Yes. And that is the very final scene, I guess. Yeah. And she's the poor girl, the three friends, gone into the forest. She's running around. Is it Mike is her friend? Is, yeah. yeah. Is he the guy in the corner? Yeah. 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 So she's looking for him. They've been wandering around the house. She's screaming, obviously terrified. And then... Like when you describe it, it was just a guy standing in the corner, yeah. with, not even facing the camera. Yeah, but when you know um, the, the backstory that like the witch brought two kids into her home every time and made one face the corner while she killed the other one. Yeah, it's, it's just, just yeah. It's, when they when he was standing in the corner, I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have a complete psychotic break because this is terrifying. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it now. But I don't know. Do you get goosebumps at scary things? Talking about it, yeah. Talking like, about it, yeah. Normally, I just get. P-bumps. I... I need to see a doctor. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, that's, yeah, no, that's a brilliant scene because that was late 90s. 99, 99 I think. Coming up to 20 years old now. So would have been teenagers then. So. I would have been 16. I think people's uh, kind of definitive horror scary moment I think it's good if it comes like during teenage years as well. Yeah, I mean, you're like, oh, because you'll never recover properly. Just <laughs> as you're developing your your psychological self, you're like, ah, there's a big dent. I've completely <laughs> tortured myself. Mine is also from the nineties. Okay, and uh, <sighs> yes. okay, okay, so I, okay, okay, so I'll just I, we'll, we'll just play the clip. Hey, sign, sign, guy. Um. Mm. Uh, hello. Why don't you want to talk to me? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters? Yeah. Do you like scary movies? I do. Yeah, yeah so, so the, but yeah. no, ultimately terrified. Yeah. Um, so obviously Scream from 1996. That's, that's a from fantastic the, call. Like, really good. The whole film, 
And for uh, someone who's basically a wuss when it comes to yeah, horror, right? that this is true. Um, Are you a horror wuss? Oh, such a horror wuss. Like, as in you... Do you enjoy horrors or like are you sitting there going, I want to leave the screen I, now? Both, both and simultaneously. And I'm not joking when I like the first time I saw the paranormal, a lot of the paranormal activity mm. films, for example, wasn't even in the cinema. It was like, I'm waiting to watch them at home with the lights That's on worse. and the, and, oh, okay, and, yeah. and the curtains open. And as I said, with my my mommy on hand, just in case <laughs> I needed to call her for, for moral support. But with Scream, uh, it was unbelievably uh, it's just pitch black comedy yeah. as well as <laughs> utterly terrifying in places and the fact like that I, I love whenever a horror film makes you terrified of something that's completely everyday or something that and you have and also you just never saw that opening act coming because Drew Barrymore was the marquee name for that yeah, poster no exactly. one saw that yeah. so that opening kind of you know seven eight minute scene when Drew Barrymore's getting those phone calls and that's what I'm saying about the everyday it's the phone ringing and it just rings again and rings again and uh Ghostface, uh, the killer just keeps getting more and more threatening. But that that entire opening scene is just—it's funny, it's playful, and then it's just like, oh my god, he is killing her and her boyfriend. That yeah, it's terrifying. and it doesn't stop. It's pretty relentless. Like you see yeah, the and guts, and the, you know, it's pretty the, like hardcore. when when the mom can hear. Oh, that's awful, yeah. on the phone. Yeah, that yeah. is, and the squelch horrifying, yeah. dark. Yeah, like. From yeah. our end, yeah, and the actual deaths as well—they're quite gory as well. Yeah. But like, but then again, you come away and you just—you're laughing at the funny bits. But it's, it's such a clever film, like yeah, yeah it just breaks yeah, down so the whole genre. It's really R.I.P. Really Wes Craven. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so Scream '96, uh, that opening scene uh, was my shout. I went for something that's a little bit different because I think we've established on this show I have a very strange upbringing that I loved her from a young age. I loved the gore, I loved the blood, but this was something stayed in me because it's far more haunting and I think you'll know why as soon as you hear this clip what oh okay mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who is that is that somebody there Tom is that you That, of course, <laughs> is the Richard Donner classic, The Omen. And that's the moment when the caretaker, Mrs. Baylock, throws the mother out the hospital window. It's uh, incredibly well shot. It's uh, You don't see any blood, but it's just that little jump cut to her and the camera just cuts between the eyes of the two characters. And that score from The Omen has stayed with me for all <laughs> my life. That's a great score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Jerry Goldsmith, I think, did the score for The Omen. And uh, like as I said, blood and guts don't really phase me. But whenever I hear that music, I get <laughs> chills from hearing it. That's fair. Just I know what I'm going to play <laughs> outside Paul's house now, on a massive boombox <laughs> in the middle of the night. That's not what um, John Cusick did in that film. Yeah, no, there's so many moments in that film as well. Like whenever the uh, the babysitter the and the death sequence. It's all amazing. for you, David. And, and like, uh, and, uh, I wish I had a babysitter that cared that much. <laughs> One of those great moments. You always pause in the VCR when VCRs. Do anyone remember them? The decapitation with the plain oh, glass yeah, yeah, going yeah. through, like. Yeah. One of those great video nasty moments you always remember. Oh, lots of good scary moments. They're all good. I like it. I enjoyed all of those. Yes, most <laughs> definitely. So um, we'd love you to tell us your favourite scary moments or scenes in films because we have talked about scariest films for ourselves from our childhood but any particular scenes uh, that yeah just have stuck with you and completely traumatised you for the rest of your life you broken human being. We'll so be once, once you finish yeah, yeah. once you finish talking to your therapist <laughs> yeah, yeah get, get back to this. On that endless, uh, endless phone number. That's definitely. Okay, on a slightly I'll read I still have some more 
<laughs> digits to give out for that. Uh, on a slightly lighter note now, we have this week's example haiku. This is our weekly film riddle. Uh, we will have our competition one coming up later on in the show. But this week, Roy, you have prepared... Now this week... A little example. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Sorry. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a great start. I've so it. I've got it. I've got okay. it. Okay. It now, again, trying to keep it easier because I have been told some of mine are too difficult. Who said that to you? Listeners. Oh, you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're contacting you directly. Ready? Yes. Yeah. Scary to the max. Scary to the max. Compelled to go to DC. Compelled to go to DC. Loose French connection. Loose French. Oops, I dropped my pen. Okay, I think I have the soap. Based on one word, but I'm trying to figure out the other ones. Oh, I have it, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's do, do a quick syllable check here. Scary to the max, five in the first line, sorted. Uh, compelled to go to DC, seven. Loose French connection five five seven five sort of Paul you reckon you've got it straight no, away sec, one yeah, sec actually, no. I'm gonna one sec okay so let's let's go through it so scary yes, to the max that out. <laughs> oh okay. yeah I can see already I don't want you to see okay no that's okay. fine that's fine yep okay so Paul has it correct so scary to the max is max a capital M or a lowercase m uh Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or that is should it, answer it, it actually. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it could be both. What was that one you did like a week or two ago where it was like it's actually kind of both? Oh, it's it's size. There's a wee bit of layers going on there. It's yeah, fine, it's a little fine. layers. Uh, compelled to go to DC. I presume DC is capital letters DC. For yes. You. Okay. Loose French connection. <sighs> Scary to the max. Oh, wow. You're still thinking about this, yeah? Yeah, don't be pricks about it. I, I didn't uh, say anything. Oh, oh. No, because... I think, I'll tell you what, right? Because no, the last two or three, we've we've ended up dragging us out across the entire episode. Yes, okay. Yeah. So we and won't think, let us drag today. No, uh, Paul, will you just explain to... No, Paul, lovely, there's no need to be, to be a complete and utter... About it. I'm like, okay, scary to the max. Jeez, I'm sorry I know my films. Compelled <laughs> to go to DC... Focus on one word will give it away. Compelled. 100%. Yes. Compelled. That will 100% How did you give know it, it was that word? Because that, that's a strange choice for a word. Yeah. It is a strange choice. It's, it's, it's an intentional one, one of the most iconic the lines, I'd say, in cinema history is a variation of that. Compelled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm will, drawing will, will a complete refrain, and other blank. That massive no, just I'm drawing a complete blank here. Um, scared to the max. Well, I refrain that and narrow it down to a particular genre. This is iconic. No, because well, like we're, we've been talking. I about presume genre. it's horror because oh, yeah. it's got scary in it as well. Okay, so scary to the max. Max, I'm thinking Think Mad so. Max. All right, French connections another massive French one. connection. Gene Hackman. Gene. Think Hackman. out. You're. Yeah, you're, not, you're not firing on. in every direction, and none of them. No, yeah. None of these are the right way. <laughs> you can see his gears. You can see his brain see, this working is here. The beauty of Hikley's because French Connection. What else about French Oscar Connection? Winner. Oscar winner. Oscar winner. French Connection. Not Gene Hackman. Pretty certainly won an Oscar. Yeah, for this film. Can actually. you p- just put him out of his misery? What is it? I wouldn't have known what. He was what doing is that? Is that the Tuba Bells? Oh, you doing Exorcist? Yes. Yes. Scary to the max. Max Fonsetto. Yes. Okay. Max Fonsetto. Compels the power of Christ. Compels the power of Christ. Compels you. To okay. DC, where it, the film takes place. Yep. 
DC. Oh, Washington DC. I was like, I, I was like, what with Aquaman and Batman? No wonder you couldn't get it. No, I know. A loose French connection. William Freakin did oh, the William French Freakin. connection. He won an Oscar for The Exorcist, I think. That's uh, that's a brilliant one. Yeah. Thank you. But you see, that's the thing. You can go down any avenue depending on the different. Well, uh, I went down the right one very quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. The yeah. right one is the way. To the go. right one is definitely the way to go. I recommend good high clue. I recommend right. getting it right. Next so week. The Exorcist. That is an excellent high clue. Um, Paul, you're a prick. Okay, <laughs> on the next one. Let's go to the movies. This is my tubular bells. No, this is my music. Is the next time you don't was that not a good tubular bells impression? No, no, really? not no? at all. No, you are. Like it like turns rock. out you're entirely toned down. <laughs> <laughs> but I know my high class. Can I say something? No, maybe. You see the next time I'm I'm normally a nice person. But see the next time you only on this podcast. Even, only when you're literally I'm being recorded. Always a nice person. Lies. Uh I'm going to end you Jesus. on the next hike. You went full right. Neeson there, didn't you? Okay. <laughs> Fierce, angry. Anyway, the top 10 films in the Irish box office at the minute. Uh, there's a brand new entry at number 10. It is Kala. K-A-A-L-A. And Paul and Rory, what's Kala? I have a feeling about? this is the uh, film version of MIA's album, which gave us the great track, Paper Planes. Oh, fantastic. But Good it's charge. actually, it's performed entirely by a koala bear. Oh. So... That's what that's about. Okay, so it's <laughs> MIA's album being performed by a koala bear. Yeah. Not far off the mark. It's actually a Tamil language Indian drama in which a politician opposes a scheme to clear a slum. Now, that's all the information that they had uh, up on the website about it. But the poster, I'm going to show you both the poster because okay. okay. it makes it look much Good more exciting. This, this is a visual podcast. Yes, it's yeah. a it's a bit of a big that looks old grizzled man. I can man. confirm that there are no koala bears on that poster. Not know. on the poster, but they do make an appearance later on in the film. Uh, so that is uh, brand new entry at number ten, number nine, uh, Life of the Party, which is Melissa McCarthy's uh, disappointing comedy. Uh, if these these there's two real, comedies, yeah, there's a real vibe to that. <laughs> I yeah. feel pretty. Yeah, number nine and number eight, uh, Life of the Party, and I feel pretty. Melissa McCarthy in one, Amy Schumer in the other. As we said, we wanted to like them more. Unfortunately, they just weren't funny enough. Um, um, seven is Avengers Infinity War still going strong making a buck a load of money here we go number six Sherlock Gnomes what have you got well we thought maybe for the live action uh, adaptation we we, oh, we were like okay. who who would we like to start oh nice I in the yeah. live action okay. adaptation yeah. of uh, Sherlock Gnomes yeah. so, so we put on our producer's hat yes yeah. sat in the casting couch yep yep okay. and Rory uh, who's your first shout for perhaps maybe the lead uh, Jason Nomnoa no, Noah. Noah. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, it's hard to say. <laughs> no, Noah. No, Noah. Yes, I, I think we need a, a, a bit of on-field female presence. So I agree. Sh- Sharon Gnomes. Sharon Gnome. Sharon Gnome. Sharon. Sharon. Oh, Sharon Stone. Okay, yeah. it's like it's it doesn't make it if it's, it's that's a, a, a reach. That's a reach. Rory? Well, like for the villain of the piece, I think should okay. be played by Michael Shannon. Yeah, I like that. That's 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 better. Bit of comedic relief from uh, Noam Wilson. No, yes. yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, the soundtrack should be uh, sung by Cheryl Noam. Yeah, as a follow up to Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow Noam Never it, Dies. You're going for Crow on that one. Yeah, and in, right, ter- okay. in terms of the director, uh, can't go wrong with an Oscar winner Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Stallone. Yeah, Stanome. that's that's the greatest. Yeah, that's fine. That was fun for me. <sighs> Number I five have... in the Irish box office is Show Dogs. Any for that? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Number four is Book Club, and Roy, you weren't a fan of Not as film. erotic as I would have liked. To be <laughs> That's your line on every film, though. Yes. Well, except for Sherlock, no. <laughs> and you said the same thing about Show Dogs. Uh, yes, that's true, actually. But um, no, no, I would have 
No, it's just maybe one of the worst films of the year. Congratulations, ladies. You yeah. did it. That's unfortunate. Number three is Solo, a Star Wars story, which obviously just hasn't performed in the way that Lucasfilm would have hoped it to. Recent big Reviewski Award winner. Yes, this is true. Congratulations to everybody involved in Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, I'm sure they're over the moon with that. Number two is Deadpool 2, which I think myself and Paul were bigger fans of it than you were, Rory. Mm. Um, But it's, uh, yeah, it's better last in power there than than Star Wars at the moment. Now, at number one. Now, I understand... You two guys saw this one earlier so, this week. Number one is a brand new entry. It was our big review last week. We had the stars of the film, Jeff Goldblum, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Hard on the show. It is, of course, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, both myself and Paul went to see it over the weekend. Together? Not together. Oh. Not together. We sat a couple of seats apart. No, we didn't even do that. And counties. counties. <laughs> counties in different parts of the world. Um, but, uh, Paul, what did you think? I thought it's very schizophrenic in that the first 15 minutes I loved in terms of the opening sequence it was uh, I'd almost put it up there with the bit in the first Jurassic Park when they're opening the cage and the dinosaur for attention but obviously you have to kind of leave your brain at the door with the gigantic dinosaur in the very first sequence that you see because it's still alive despite the fact it hasn't been eating but we can talk about that later yeah. um, It's I think it's interesting that uh, Rory also had a chat with Colin Trevorrow who was heavily involved in the production of this. The last half hour really feels like a Bayona film. They cut loose in the in the castle, which we saw in the trailers, and there's a real horror vibe to it, and I was really, really loving that piece. But it's just, it feels so kind of tonally off from what went before. I didn't really care for what was on the island, although the evacuation set piece looked cool, but I was like, been there, done that, we've seen it. And also, we know where the film's going to end up because the trailer showed you so much. And there is a gigantic gigantic plot hole in terms of what is in my opinion the greatest genetic breakthrough in the history of science and they just leave it there and they don't explain it and it's almost like okay this this thing you come with us we'll take care of you and just drop it like that uh, so I think that was to set up the third film but it was so clunky clunky yeah. and clumsy that I had fun watching it because like it was cool when the dinosaurs started to eat all the asshole rich people I mean who doesn't love seeing that it's classic Jurassic Park but it just felt Jesus where's the continuity in this film yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Well, you, sorry, I've reviewed it already. So, um. yeah. Well, for a bit of context on it, you mentioned Colin Trevorrow there, who directed Jurassic World from a couple of years back, and I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed that. Mm. We we know, and we've talked at length of how much we love the original '93 Jurassic Park film. Twenty five uh, years old this week. This week as yeah. well, unbelievable! Happy birthday, and. Uh, <laughs> So Jurassic World was a really pleasant surprise. So going into this one, genuinely excited. Um, trailers got me pumped up as well. But as you said, they, they, it's that case of they revealed so much um, of the key kind of moments in the trailer. And I think this is one of the Jurassic Park films that has left me the coldest throughout. I just, a lot of it I was like, I'm not fussed, I'm not scared, I'm not engaging at all here with the dinosaurs or the people Um there was one character in particular um, who's kind of the leader, the military leader, and it just felt like uh, he was a perfect kind of Spielberg 
henchman baddie type guy uh, he's played by Ted Levine Ted Levine mm-hmm. yes uh, I thought his part was really well done and there are brilliant moments in it because Paul the other uh, guy you mentioned there, who's the director J.A. Bayona has a brilliant track record with now I haven't seen The Orphanage but mm-hmm. I know how much you love it uh, I know how long ago you let me the DVD of that and I still haven't watched it so four years about that. Four counting years. <laughs> he's keeping track of these things it's a calendar on his desk <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just day. want my DVD bank but he also did The Impossible and The Monster Call as well which were two really excellent films um, but I know what you mean about it feels like one film in one place and then it definitely feels like this really dark gothic horror in other places and there's some lovely moments with that but in terms of just the whole film from start to finish I was like no, it's, this this isn't working for me yeah. um, which I was really disappointed with because again I just I love that world and yes the moment that you're talking about which we will definitely talk about in fu- future I, episodes I really think we need to get on a like a spoiler everything yeah, yeah. yeah because, because I know we're kind of dancing around it here but it is such a key moment that just leaves you with so many questions about the film there was the no even line after that, that particular reference there was no even reference to it yeah. no even like double take like a gasp of shock at this yeah. and massive bomb that was there's, dropped there's most likely a, a definite setting up element for future films but at the same time just the way it handled just, just didn't work for me um, so no I'm, I'm really yeah just I was really disappointed with it yeah it's uh, it's a shame because I think we all wanted to love it oh so and, much uh, we just did that's not to say you know Chris Pratt is his usual charming mm. self uh, Bryce Dallas Howard has a nice kind of she's better in this I different think. trajectory and they do you know and they, I did like the little uh, nod that her first shot is of the, the heels the first shot yeah, yes is good, of yeah. her feet uh, yeah. heels shoes all of these kind of moments as well and there are good callbacks to previous Jurassic Park films as well yeah. um I yeah. just I just didn't care when they got to the islands and that's like I, I don't know it's like I've seen this I, 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 I didn't feel any sense of risk or adrenaline or anything like that there's, there's, there's a lot but there's even like even the bit where there's bits where it's like oh this is so good like when the 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 gerbil ball goes off yes. the side of the cliff and it's yes. a single take oh yeah they're trying yeah. to break out of it. I was like this is fantastic why can't the whole film might be like this and I think that's as you said it's schizophrenic like when it's good it feels like Bayona's film when it's bad it feels like Trevor's film yeah and there are those brilliant moments throughout I think obviously we're not being completely negative about it here but it's just that we we wanted to love it so much more um, but yeah Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom I mean it's going to make again an absolute fortune at yep. the box office uh, it's going to be number one probably for uh, a good while and I think it, it's definitely worth a revisit just to go back and yeah yeah yeah. I think so too yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but there you go so that is number one in the Irish box office at the moment now it's time for one of this big uh, week's uh, releases which is Super Troopers 2 and I have a chance to have a <laughs> chat with <laughs> director and star of the film uh, Jay Chandrasekhar Chan Drasekhar I just it, it's a Why hard, I'm going to call him Jay my good buddy Chand- Jay race car Race car is not his name. (laughs) No, you're reading the word race car. Um, But anyway, so I'm going to call him Jay for now. Uh, Lovely guy. Super Troopers released, God, about 17, 18 years ago, the original film. Are you fans of that film? It's got a massive cult following. I think I've seen it once when it came out. I I have no indelible memory at all of having an opinion on it. So... Yeah, no. I remember it. I got a few cheap laughs at a broken lizard kind of have a kind of a name for themselves doing those kind of Euro trip stuff like that films. And there's one scene in Super Troopers always make laugh when they're walking past the motel room and I just see like let's just say a police officer pleasuring himself so 
Yeah, flippantly. But yeah, it always makes me laugh. Flippantly. <laughs> that always <laughs> brazenly. Always makes me laugh. Yes. Um yeah, so Broken Lizard are the comedy troupe that uh Jay works with. And um they they kind of yeah, they they made Super Troopers together and they decided this is the right time for Super Troopers 2 and there was a whole massive uh, crowdfunding um, project behind it so loads of the fans who loved the first film actually contributed to the financing to make this film the um, credits are super long oh they are because it's like thanking <laughs> everybody a lot of associate producers and uh, what uh, what the what we've done here is that this is a shorter version of the interview with Jay but we will be releasing the full chat with him uh, where he goes into a lot there will be a bonus feature uh, coming out later in the week so keep an ear out for that but for now this is my chat with uh, the star and director of Super Troopers 2 Jay what is your current moustache situation because I know you obviously grow an excellent moustache and as you say in the film you've got a big face you need a big moustache what, what is your current facial hair situation clean uh, you know look I I uh that mustache is, is, is uh, you know, people really recognize me when I have that mustache and they stop me on the street a lot. So where criminals will grow uh, facial hair to go in disguise, I won't shave my mustache to, so that people don't notice me as much. It's a genius idea and get gets rid of any unwanted fans. Um, on, on a scale of actually Dr. Evil to Chewbacca, just how hairy are you? Uh... I would say I tend more towards Chewbacca, but, you know, <laughs> these modern times require uh, a good amount of grooming. So I get most of that hair ripped out of my back and I, I keep the front nice and shaved, you know. Definitely. I, like to, I, like, I, aspire, to, I aspire to dolphin, but uh, I, I really am much more, much more grizzly. Well, you've painted a perfect picture for uh, the listeners of The Big Review now, so thanks for that. Whenever the first Super Troopers was released, and, you know, maybe it wasn't quite as well received by critics at the time, but then found this massive following and this love um, from an audience kind of on DVD and the latter end of video. Now in 2018, do you pay attention with the new release to critics again? Are you going, no, this is for the fans? And uh, we don't really care what what reviews say or anything like that. Or how do you feel now, kind of, well, of uh, older and wiser? I mean, my God, it's in the newspapers, you know. Like people actually read it, and it's 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 it's, un, it's surprising because the first film, you know, it, the first film made uh, it got about thirty five percent fresh on the critical tomato meter, whatever, and then. Yeah. The audience gave it like 90%, right? And then this one, I thought, well, they're going to, the, the critics got it wrong that one time. They're going to now look at this film and they're going to they're gonna sort of say, okay, here's our second chance. Yeah. But they did it again. I mean, they gave it 35% again. And the audience is like, you know, it's in the 70s and climbing. And you're like, what, what? What is it? I think the fact of the matter is these guys and women, they think they're only supposed to like Oscar-type movies. I don't know what else to say. You know, I yeah. think they just, they don't, they don't understand that, you know, we put 37 drafts of work into this movie, and everything is very specific and very there for a reason and timed out a certain way. And yet, you know, these guys, they, they just they trash it. And you're like, you know, look, 
I'll say this. We had a great review in the New York Times. We had a great review in the San Francisco Chronicle. Those people got it. But some people are just, you know, I, I almost think that they should take a critic and say, did you like The Hangover? Did you like Ted? Did you like, you know, just put a bunch of movies that are good R-rated comedies together and say, if you didn't like those, or most of them, you don't get to review R-rated movies. Yeah. If you don't like them, yeah, right? If you, don't, if, you, if you know going into a movie you're not going to like it, don't review it. What's the point? Nobody cares what you think about it. Like, if you ask me to review, like, a movie about cooks who made chocolate, I would be like, eh, you know what, let's let somebody else review that one. I don't want to review I'd review that one. I'm a fan of both of those things, so I'll take that one. That's no problem. How did you and the rest of the the Broken Lizard gang, uh, the rest of the cast, convincingly research the drug-taking scene? Because uh, I know each of the guys, including yourself, you have a different type of reaction to a different type of drug. So uh, how did the research go for that particular scene? Well... I mean, like, we met when we were 18 in, in, at Colgate University, so we've done a lot of drugs, you know? Like, we know what we know what this is all about, yeah. and, uh, you know, we thought, we thought that would be, you know, we feel very comfortable. They always say, write what you know, uh, and, and we know that. We know that well, pretty well. Do you think you might be making a Super Troopers 3 anytime soon? There is uh, a serious discussion going on about it. So, uh, you know, we have a story we like, and uh, you know, now we just got to go through the through the through the filmmaking script writing process. So, I, I have a feeling uh, I feel pretty good that there's a good chance. Of um, I'm just going to go out on a limb here, but obviously you're bringing the Super Troopers to Ireland. That's it. They obviously have to go on some kind of international road trip because you'd be more than welcome to come over here. Well, man, that would be fantastic. I mean, I've been to Ireland um, when I was a kid, and I loved it, and uh, I would love to go back. We just had to figure out a way of why they're there, you know? And, but I think if we got there, I think we would be able to shoot a hilarious movie. I think some kind of international police force get together that, for whatever reason, happens to be based in Ireland, um, because accents are such a yeah, accents are such a key part of your comedy as well. So uh, there's there's no shortage of ridiculous accents uh, here in Ireland, anyway. <laughs> Fantastic. So apart from uh, yeah. those possibilities of Super Troopers Three, what's up next for yourself, Jay? I'm going to make a movie called American Indian, which is, uh, it's like a headlong, just, you know, it centers around like an interracial wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it's, it's, it's a conversation about political correctness and race. It's like a full on comedy, but it's, it's sort of like meet the parents, but it's, it's got a, like a, uh, like a, all in the family, like a real honest discussion of race and, and language. So I'm going to try to make that next. Brilliant. Are you going to star in it as well? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, have you anybody... I'm starting to put together the financing now. Yeah, no, I was going to say, um, well, sure, there's no Nobody shortage. Nobody else is in it yet, just me. Well, I was going to say, have you cast anybody else in it yet? Well, listen, I'm available for Not anything. Yet. If Not yet. Not yet. I'm... Uh, <laughs> I got to get the financing going so that people know it's real, and then I'll I'll start putting it together. Yeah, well, there will be no shortage of fans. I'm sure looking to help finance it, like they did with Super Troopers too. And if you do need a weird Irish cousin to be there for no particular reason, I'm more than welcome to fill that role. Perfect.
thank you. Thank you. No bother. Well, Jay, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Big Review Ski. And uh, yeah, next time you're over 100% call in and say hello in person. That's if we recognise you without the moustache, of course. Okay, good. Thank you. Un, two, three, let's do it. They've been waiting for a second chance. Waiting for their country to need them again. That time is meow. What do you guys give me if I kill that bird? Barbara, that's a bald eagle. Get a wig, baldy! Yeah! Guys, what do I win? A one-way ticket to hell. It turns out the French-Canadian town, saint georges du laurent is actually on American soil. You'll be phasing out a Canadian Mountie unit. Best behavior, boys. Not our idea of a good time either, fellas. Personally, I'd rather fuck a moose. You wouldn't need a ladder to do that. Wow. So it's a wee clip there from Super Troopers 2 after my chat with director Jay. Did you uh, purposefully edit the trailer for, for the part where there was no jokes? <laughs> That's funny. Thank you. In fact, that line, Rory, is funnier than the entire duration of Super Troopers 2. Oh, wow. Now, the director Jay, like, lovely, sound fella, and him and his pals in Broken Lizard have obviously made a career out of being a comedy troupe and making a number of films. I'll be honest, I wasn't a massive fan of the original Super Troopers film. And uh, I didn't see it at the time. Saw it uh, more recently, probably like in the last like year and a half or so. Mm. Um, but still, just that didn't really work for me. And then Super Troopers 2 is just not a funny <laughs> film at all. There's nothing really more to be said on I it. Like the guys are like offensively... Offensively in funny. This is the thing. Funny, yeah. <laughs> non funny. Just not funny. Yeah. Um. A lot of it just already just feels dated. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't know. And like, again, as I said in the extended interview, you'll hear Jay talks about how much of a massive. <laughs> Uh, influence Monty Python were on him and the friends they're talking about you know we like to see ourselves as as uh, following in the footsteps of those guys in terms of how they treat humour and all it's like but they were so goddamn funny they're literally some yeah. of the funniest people in the world he's ever. not the messiah he's just Jay Jay but I, I oh, like, that, was, that was even funny as well yeah. that was funny in the, the it was still funnier <laughs> yeah so um, listen I would not recommend this film at all well I mean it's inevitably going to find an audience with the people who are big fans of the original film um, but but do check in for no because he talks about other things that he's working on he's he's done a lot of directorial work in some brilliant American TV shows yeah, like Arrested Brooklyn Nine Nine yeah. Arrest Development Community yeah. all, all those shows which are brilliant uh, brilliant comedies but it just it didn't translate to this there are one or two laughs in the film uh, Rob Lowe is in there as a Canadian. Uh, mayor of a small town and he has some funny moments because it's like is Rob Lowe really doing that? <laughs> um, but yeah no overall but more importantly so that, anyway listen it's out in cinemas I, I, if I were you I wouldn't spend my money on it you're a good, you're a good person for taking that yeah, so there, <laughs> there you go um, more importantly than that though we do have our release of brand new horror film uh, Hereditary which is out in cinemas this week as well but while we were uh, listening to uh, the interview there with Jay a brand new trailer dropped and we haven't seen it yet why do no. people say trailers drop 
But anyway, it, it was I think released. it's like, like album drop. It's like we've just... It just dropped. You, you've no idea. It's just dropped, you guys. We've picked up the trailer. Uh, it's for The Nun, which oh, is one of the spin-off exciting. films from the Conjuring mm-hmm. kind universe, of uh, yeah. Warner Brothers uh, universe, which is massively successful. None of us have seen this trailer yet. So we're going to uh, open the curtains, turn on the lights, call my mommy, and we're going to sit here and Bruce watch it. <laughs> yeah. Funny story. The first time I ever met a certain Rory Cashin was covering The Conjuring 2. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Very just marry each other then. It's been horror nonstop <laughs> <laughs> ever since. Right, we're, let's get ready for this trailer. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay, you guys. But who's holding my hand though? That's not me. Oh my god, you guys. Okay, so watch it to the end. Sure, you watch oh, to the no. end. It says on the screen. I had a series of visions when I was younger, and after each one ended, <gasps> the same thought would be stuck in my head. Oh, no, don't like that. What did you see? I saw a nun. Well, you're a nun. That was a nun talking. It was in a mirror. Okay, so it says, before the conjuring. Before Annabelle. Jeepers. The darkest chapter was born. What? She him down. Here. Why not that dude? He was in. Um, oh, so it's released September 7th, it says. Which Prometheus? Is- oh. Oh. <laughs> There's a nun behind that nun. Nun's on the run. I'm having none of this. The hills are alive. Okay, so there's a girl being followed by um, like a black faced nun. nun. Hello. Oh, Jesus. A third nun. Oh, no. It's the nuns. <laughs> Back in the habit. We have to watch till the end, remember? Oh, yeah. Pray, Pray for, for forgiveness. forgiveness. And then a jump scare. That's the end. So, That's wait. It. What if, the f- why? Why? They must have talked about the end as in just that bit where that other nun jumps out so we've just watched that's this stupid <laughs> why would you say watch it till the, like do you think people are going to go well here comes the scare I'm going to turn this off now hello <laughs> welcome to oh, my world oh yeah 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 <laughs> so there you go so that's the first trailer teaser trailer for the nun released September 7th which is the date yeah it's the, it, that was when it came out last year and it was obviously just massive box office phenomenon so obviously Warner Brothers are banking on this being another different massive look, horror. They look very gothic, very uh, old school kind of horror. Do you know what it reminded me of? Um, what was... The Sound of Music. No, no. What was the... the was it the Exorcist prequel? A Heretic. Yeah, oh, the, the, one with, the one in Africa. The one with... Was it Stellan Skarsgård? Yeah, the one set in Africa, yeah. It gave me that vibe, which isn't... Well, I was going to say, is that a good or a bad thing? I didn't hate it as much as other people hated it, but uh, yeah, no. So thoughts nuns. on the nun, first look? It's a lie. There's nuns in it. The <laughs> There's more than one yeah. nun. And one of them had blackface, which so, I think is straight up racist. So you're disgusted by a number of things already, Rory. You just have no yeah. face. I want to see it with you, though. Oh, yeah, no, 100% you're more than welcome <laughs> to come with me. That is the brand. Own pee himself. <laughs> no, you're not coming to the toilet <laughs> with me. Um, so now it's time for uh, a full review of a brand new horror that's out this week, Hereditary. But before we get Rory's uh, review on that, here's a little clip from the film. You okay, Mom? What? Is there something on your mind? Is there something on your mind? 
just seems like there might be something you want to say. Yeah. Like what? I mean, why would I want to say something so I could watch you sneer at me? Sneer at you? I don't ever sneer at you. Oh, sweetie, you don't have to. You get your point across. Okay, so fine. Then say what you want to say then. Peter. I don't want to say anything. I've tried saying Okay, things. so try again. Release yourself. Oh, release you, you mean? Yeah, fine. Release me. Just say it. Just say it. Don't you swear at me, you Don't you ever raise your voice at me. I am your mother. Do you understand? Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... I was curious uh, as to how, how far into that speech they were going to go. Well, you see, because, Rory, you have seen the film Hereditary and a bit of background in this because the hype around this film mm. um, since it started screening at different festivals around the world has been phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, just like a universally positive reaction just as to how scary the film actually is. And, of course, it stars daughter of era, Gabriel Byrne. Yes. Um, uh, you heard a little bit of him there uh, as, I presume, the dad yep. at the dinner table. But uh, So what's the film about? Uh, it picks up at the death of the grandmother of the family, um, and Tony Collette is giving a speech at her funeral. Um, and following on from that they go home and her husband's Gabriel Byrne her son is Alex Wolfe who was in the recent Jumanji remake he was like the young version of The Rock right and we and we heard both of them uh, yep. in that dinner table scene and there's there, right? the, uh, the young daughter as well who uh, is troubled let's say to say the least um, and it is very difficult to talk much more than that because I went in I was like okay I think I have a I, I, I'm sure it's going to be twisted and I'm sure it's going to be scary And I, but I still had a, a perception of what I thought the, f- the, the the path the film was going to take mm-hmm. and 20 minutes in I was like oh no 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 the trap the trap door just completely dropped out from under me and I was like oh I have no idea what this film is actually but that's amazing <laughs> it was incredible to, like for it to happen the, at the point that it happened I was like this normally happens an hour and a half in yeah. just as everything's about to kick off um and it, it is the back and forth between the the psychological warfare that you must have within your own family, especially because, as it said very early, very early in the film, uh, Tony Collette's mother was uh, mentally ill. Her father died of starvation because he was mentally ill. Her brother killed himself because he was mentally ill. Uh, and the film is just kind of constantly pointing towards Tony Collette, who is perceiving all these horrific images and terrible things that are happening but it's like are you actually seeing them or is it because whatever whatever within your DNA are you genetically predisposed to be mentally ill yourself uh, and that is one of the big questions of the film and the other ones uh, are going to be for our future spoiler cast because I just can't talk about them <laughs> well did you like simple question did you like the film yeah it's my new favourite film of, of the year so far holy moly yeah. it, it's fantastic that like our favourite film up until <laughs> last week was A Quiet Place yeah uh, which is a horror film obviously and now it's been replaced by another horror film which is just great news for 2018 so it's living up to all the hype that, that we've that people have heard about see I've seen a poster for it and it seems to be the hook that everyone's been dragged in on is that Hereditary is a uh, this generation's answer to the Exodus. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and I think that is uh, unfair, an unfair comparison because you're automatically going to have your your guard up. You're like, if it doesn't exactly match this this classic, then it's not going to be good enough. Uh, but if you compare it to like more modern uh, classics, so like the Babadook obviously comes to mind because it has a lot of uh, psychological stuff in that as well and 
a family being haunted and another once you see it another modern class who hear like oh okay see the influence there but despite there being some touchstones it is hugely original if Tony Collette doesn't get an Oscar nomination it would be shocking because she is fucking amazing in this like just one of the best performances I've ever seen in a horror film Yeah, and Alex Wolfe is the one to watch uh, for future uh, movies because he was fun in Jumanji I didn't see the recent uh, Jeffrey Dahmer movie but oh, yeah, apparently he was fantastic in that yeah. and in this he goes toe to toe with uh, with Tony Collette uh, in, in their scenes you can see that, that scene there that we hear the clip of is just the beginning of a real pivotal moment and as brilliant as we know Tony Collette is over the decades of her acting like he he doesn't back down uh, in terms of talent and uh, and yeah I just can't wait for people to see it so we can discuss at length some of the stuff in there because it is properly shocking but not in a jump right way in a real like oh it's coming and I can I know the terrible things are about to happen it sounds phenomenal if you had the choice would you go and see it or Super Troopers 2 <laughs> they both sound equally traumatising <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah like I, I think we should tell everyone to go see Hereditary and okay. tell everybody not to go see Super Troopers 2 but to listen to your bonus episode bonus bonus no that that sounds incredible cannot wait to see it but yeah. at the same time completely dreading it which is exactly what you want from a horror yeah but it was there was parts in it where I was I found myself looking away from the screen not because it was so scary but because I was like I'm actually not this isn't it wasn't entertaining it's not like a, oh god my popcorn is everywhere like I was like Christ I just want this to be over <laughs> yeah. it's so tense it's so unbearably like unrelentingly uncomfortable to watch uh, but brilliant brilliant Happy days. Now, if you can't make it to the cinema this week to see any of those new releases or other films that are out at the moment, we do have a recommendation for you to watch at home. And Rory... Hi. It's your turn this week. Yes, it is. What did you go for? Uh, From (laughs) The Nun to Hereditary to what many believe to be the scariest director working in Hollywood <laughs> McGee close. <laughs> close Michael Bay yes oh okay what have we got we've got 13 Hours oh which I believe to be maybe his best film I can feel I you jumping to jump in wait for it to jump wait for it since he stopped making good films oh, that's just since he stopped <laughs> making The Rock yeah uh, yeah it's uh, 13 Hours is on film 4 Monday the 18th at quarter to 11pm uh, for, for a story that is so politically mired in uh, confusion and what Hillary did or didn't do and mm. you could, like, there's a whole other uh, Paul Greengrass, Greengrass movie to be made out of the yeah, actual have, 13 the, hours the real story uh, Michael Bay decided to focus on the rocket launcher aspect but that is absolutely fine because nobody very few people can pull off huge action spectacle the same way he can and when he's not focusing on robots that talk to uh, adverts and songs he yes. actually can put together a very decent uh, action sequence and this film is filled with him and what's his face John Quiet Place yes. yes buffed up great beard well this is the thing this was one of the uh, one of the earlier signs of like here what's John Krasinski doing with himself because as you said he also he plays one of these mercenaries for hire 
who uh, headed out to Benzaghi and was on the ground. I think there's basically the story revolves around an attack on a US compound mm. where there's an ambassador present. And um, there are a couple of secret compounds nearby, and there's this dilemma of whether they can go to assist during this attack or whether they can't, and moral dilemmas and political dilemmas and everything as well. But uh, yeah, I saw it relatively recently as well for the first time, and and enjoyed it much more than I have done with other Michael Bay films. So maybe the secret there is just anytime Michael Bay and John Krasinski work together, whether it's that or a Quiet Place, yeah. that is a good thing. Yeah, I actually forgot he had produced um, A Quiet Place. That's a good shout. Did you see 13 Hours, I Paul? actually haven't seen it, would you believe? So, yeah, I don't believe it. you, because you've seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a bit of love for Pain and Gain as well. <gasps> no, yeah, no, I was God. not a fan of Pain did and he, Gain. And what else did Bay do? Two Guns, was that him? No. No, it wasn't that? No. No, I'm just looping all those guys. <laughs> all those yeah. Everything Mark Wahlberg's in. The Happening, yeah, that was him. Boogie Nights, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. The Pirates, definitely Bay. Yeah. Um, no, it's a, a 13 hours I think is definitely worth watching and actually Paul your re- recent recommendation of Edge of 17 um, no, um, yeah, no, I listened to your recommendation I went to check yeah, it out yeah. and absolutely loved it I wish you hadn't listened to you because you were a prick about the high clue speaking of high clues oh high clue here's our competition <laughs> high clue for this week <laughs> nice little so, up there yes so let me see I have it here can somewhere I, can, I, can I be a P-R-I-C-K about this one too only if you get it right you can true not I'm going to do a na 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 but it's hard to be it's hard to be a prick when he already knows the answer but maybe I can just show up. <laughs> you can be a prick to me. You can be a prick to Rory. Uh, no, it, thanks, no, guys. It's not as as the sign sign guy said earlier on. It's not in the spirit of of high clues. It's in the Do spirit you know of I mean? winners. That's what it is. He said that. He said that off air. I know, and I wrote it down because it was. I was. I was like, I'm going to say that later. I've never seen a grown man cry in a podcast (laughs) before. Shut your mouth. So, congratulations to everybody who got last week's high clue correct. It went as follows: nine o two one o. Scott Lang longs for Sonny's girl. She's Pennyworth's niece, and the answer to that was, of course. Clueless. Um, so the first line, 90210, is the zip code, isn't that what they call it, uh, of Beverly Hills, where yes. the film is set. Uh, Scott Lang longs for Sonny's Girl. Scott Lang is better known as Ant-Man, played by Paul Rudd on the big screen. So Paul Rudd longs for... Who hasn't for, aged since that film. He certainly hasn't. I thought he said he had AIDS there for a second, but he no, doesn't. He, he didn't say that. No, I know, but that's why I misheard him, and now I'm clearing that up. <laughs> Scott Lang longs for Sonny's Girl, S O N N. And why apostrophe? That was as in Sonny and Cher. So his girl is Cher. So uh, Paul Rudd longing for Cher, who is the character name played by Alicia Silverstone, and she's Pennyworth's niece. Pennyworth is Alfred Pennyworth from the Batman films, The Butler, and his niece is Batgirl, uh, also played by Alicia Silverstone. So it was Beverly Hills, Alicia Silverstone, Paul Rudd. Those were the clues. As I said, the answer is clueless. Lots of people got the correct answer this week, so it was obviously way too easy, uh, including Martin Crinion, uh, Guru Gillett, Evan Dardis, Connor O'Carroll, Owen O'Connell, and Liam Gallagher, who's got some right before, and we're always just assuming that he's the actual Liam Gallagher yeah, from he Oasis. Like, ha, he's no, you can't get any of these right. Well, he's here in Ireland. He's playing a gig in Malahide Castle. He is. Week, he's yeah. playing this week. So uh, don't blame on your high clues and your gig. In between doing the high clues. Um, now, are you ready for this week's competition of high clue? Okay. And if you get this right and uh, you do the competition up on Joe, uh, you will be in with a chance of winning tickets for you and your film lover 
loving friends to come along to our Ocean's 8 heist themed quiz on Inside New World uh, in Dublin on Tuesday the 19th of June now are we saying it's heist themed because we are going to rob everyone who comes along yes of all your belongings just leave your coats over there it's fine bring all your expensive things write your pin code on this sheet of paper please yes the answer to the high clue is your social security number yes please Um, so this week's competition high clue is pens it's ready mix game for a fight so that's mick apostrophe s mix game for a fight the middle line is room for no jealous captains and captains has a capital C and the third and final line X supermans X so that's X as an EX hyphen supermans apostrophe S and then just the word X EX so the hmm. full high clue is mix game for a fight room for no jealous captains with a capital C there X supermans X we do a syllable count mix game <laughs> for a fight five room for no jealous captains seven X supermans X so five seven five qualifies I'm not going to shout at so Paul has written down uh, an answer and it's incorrect oh. but because I am a gentleman I'm not going to you, call him a prick a, just, or a dickhead or a complete nutter well, let's ble- we'll bleep this out you big wanker from uh, when you come to the high clue Je- yeah sorry Jesus I just I couldn't uh, extreme anal five <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> I wish my two daddies would stop fighting <laughs> um, so that's this week's high clue and uh, yeah as we said keep an eye out for the competition up on Joe as well so that's pretty much it for this uh, for this week's episode this frosty episode it was pretty frosty I still love you both I love you too and I uh, sound guy I love you too love you too sound guy Cool. <laughs> I'm going to break him. He's got someday. It. He's got someday. Um, we have this love. an unbelievable uh, lineup of guests next week. We're going to have none other than Sandra Bullock, good old Sandy D, KB Blanche, <laughs> <laughs> Sandra Bullock, yes, and Sorry, Kate Sandra. Blanchette uh, Why? will be on the show as and well. Sarah Paulson. And Sarah Paulson, amazing. Yeah. Um, very funny actress. And, Fantastic. And I think, is Rupert Everett on next week's show as well? Is he? I think so. We'll, we'll look there's, into there's that. There's a lot of things. We've invited of, We've invited a lot of people around. We'll you know, see who turns up. You know when you do like a Facebook party and you invite too many people and you think, I'm over-inviting <laughs> because I yes. know only some of these are going to show up. They're That's all, what they're all showed up. That's what we And done. it's a real problem next week. But I look forward to it. Yeah, me too. And uh, we're all going to be friends next week and be nice to each other. You don't, speak, right, you don't speak for me. You don't speak for me. You pricks. Okay, see you next week. I Bye-bye. love you guys. <laughs>